Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and I'm joined by the great, the fantastic, the one and only Mr. Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you? Thank you. With an introduction like that, Gary, I better live up to uh, those standards. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you, Rich. And uh, Rich, baseball's doing pretty good. The the playoffs are here and they're in full swing. Yes, they are. The um, National League Division Series and the American League Division Series well on their way. And um, all the series are very tight, except for the Houston Astros, which jumped out to a 2-0 lead against the White Sox. And they'll play tonight as we do this podcast, uh, 8.07 p.m. Eastern time here on Sunday, October 10th, that we're doing this show. And um, I caught a little bit of the Braves series already. It's caught a couple innings of the L.A. series. And um, it looks like they're pretty evenly matched, Gar. Yeah, it does. And uh, as you mentioned, Houston and Chicago and you know, I, I know people still down on that Houston team, but boy, Rich, they do find a way, don't they? I mean, uh, they lost a number of players and yet they're still there. And they, they so far dominated the White Sox, who uh, I was a little surprised at that. But we're going they'll be going to Chicago now. So we'll see what happens once they get back to Chicago. But as you said, that and uh, they could technically they could end it tonight if they can win a game on the road, Houston. But the other series are uh, one and one Rays and Red Sox, Dodgers and Giants or Braves and Brewers. And uh, it looks like it's going to be some good games going down. Yes, it does. And of course, this is the time of year where all the major sports start um, colliding with one another. The NHL is ready to start up. I was watching a little of that last night. And of course, football, the NFL is um, also going on this afternoon and throughout the week. And we had a game uh, started off from London today, uh, the NFL over there in London with the uh, Jets. Hmm. And who were they playing? I don't even know. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons. Oh. as we're doing the podcast here in the morning, uh, late morning here, October 10th, give you an update 20 to three, the Falcons have the lead. And I, I know a jets fan and I kind of thought that maybe they wouldn't do well, but you know, they did win last week. So uh, they just do that. Yes, they did. And, uh, uh, London's going to be a very popular place this week. Yeah, so <laughs> 20 to 3, the Falcons uh, leading that one over there in uh, jolly old England. For our English listeners, which we have to give a tip of the cap to and a wave over the pond, so to speak. Yeah, we've got a lot of English listeners and, and uh, both our individual show have a lot of people listening in England. So hello to everybody over there. And, uh, but back to the playoffs, Rich, uh, you got any picks for the next round at all? Uh, uh, in the Houston white Sox, uh, Houston looking good. Gotta, you know, gotta consider yeah. them. 
Houston's in the driver's seat. Um, I would be a little dismayed if the Rays didn't make it uh, against the Red Sox, but that series is all tied up one-to-one. And these teams are going to find a way to, to win now that they're in the playoffs. So uh, Tampa Bay Rays cruised most of the year. Red Sox were like a dark horse for a little bit. And um, over in the National League, of course, I would like to see the Braves beat the Brewers because I'm not a Brewer fan. And, you know, <laughs> the NL East is closer to me. But out West, I sort of, you know, I think the Dodgers might take that serious, but I, I would like the Giants to win. Yeah, I agree. I like I like the Giants. I don't know. Um, you know, the Giants got some guys that were on that that the last championship team still there. Crawford's there, and and Posey's there, and uh, Belt is hurt, but he's there. Um, they've got Flores has been through a World Series with the Mets in 2015, so they have enough experience there. I don't. I think I don't know. It's just with the year that they had the Giants, I kind of like to see them, you know, go further into this. And um, I kind of like the Brewers. I have to disagree with you there. I like uh, their makeup. I like the way they play uh, and the Rays and the Red Sox. I uh, hope the Rays, this could be the Rays year they dominated the American league most of the season. They kind of like to see them go on to the next level and uh, we'll see, but you know what? You never can tell in a short series and uh, you just gotta, you know, hope it'll see how it all plans out. Uh, you know, as you said, Houston's in the driver's seat right now and, and everybody else is tied, but should be exciting couple of days with the rest of these games, the five game series. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Yes, indeed. And the Red Sox beating up on the Rays in game one, 14 or game two, rather 14 to six. That was sort of a surprising uh, score there. Rays came back and uh, yeah. five, nothing shut out the Red Sox the next game. But um over in the uh, East and the Atlanta Braves and the Brewers been very close two to one and then three to nothing for the Braves, uh, the last game. And they'll play next on looks like Monday night or actually Monday afternoon. It's slated for one Oh seven PM. And I don't oh, think we've yeah. seen a one o'clock start in the playoffs in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Not in a long time. That should be so, interesting. That's very interesting. And then on Monday as well, October 11th, the Giants and the Dodgers will square off again, 9.37 p.m. Scherzer and Wood going against one another there. And uh, maybe both series will see a game five. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have a feeling that a, lot, a couple of these series are going to go to game five. Um. You know, they're just that well matched and uh, it is the playoffs and you see the best pitching then and the hitting seems to go south sometimes and uh, though not for the Red Sox the other night, but uh, you never know. So, uh, 
you just sit and wait and watch and and you know the one thing you hope for is good games that's the thing that you hope for you know you know exciting games you don't want any dull boring games to, to drag out and so uh let's hope for that and and rich you you're a prognosticator you probably didn't even know it but as you predicted in our last show jace tingler was let go by the Padres this week. So Padres are looking for a manager. Also, the Mets are looking for a manager. As Luis Rojas was, uh, the option was not picked up on his contract. So he essentially was fired. <laughs> but they used the nicer terms of his option was not picked up by the Mets. He was also he was offered a job somewhere else in the organization, maybe cleaning dishes or, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, doing some taking tickets. Who knows? Uh, but uh, he'll pro- I, I don't know what he'll do. Uh, he, he came from the minor leagues. Maybe you should go back down manage some more down there and get a little more seasoning, but uh, he's out Luis Rojas and Jace Tingler is out of the Padres uh, picture. And, um, you know, Rich, I was looking at the teams and, and there's not a lot of teams that I can see firing their manager. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Maybe there may be more to come uh, down the road, but yeah, with, the Padres, I don't know. I don't know if you can blame Tingler. Of course, I didn't follow them a lot during the year. They seemed like they had some promise and some start, and they certainly spent a lot of money out there. So uh, not so sure it was his fault that the Padres didn't make the playoffs, but managers are, are held accountable for it, just like in New York and um New York, I don't know if you could even blame it on him. Now you watch him on a daily basis, but the Mets had so many injuries that uh, Casey Stengel couldn't manage that team to the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know, to make Rojas a scapegoat, yeah, that's that's what happened. And they're even looking for a GM so uh, or a team president. Yeah, uh, team the, president. I think that uh, Theo Epstein was interviewed the other day and somebody mm-hmm. told me about a, a 10 minute interview, something like that. Maybe you can tell us yeah. more about that, but um, yeah, a little bit well, of upheaval on both sides yeah, they, of the coast. They spoke to uh, Epstein. The Mets did as the president of the operations and they both decided both the owner and Epstein that it wasn't a right fit for them. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think he wants to uh, uh, attempt uh, look, he's making some where he was making so much money. They're not going to pay him that amount of money that he was making. Plus, give him an ownership piece of the team, I don't think. Um, so I, I don't think that was ever going to work out. They're going to get to try to talk to Billy Bean. But uh, and and uh, a guy from the Milwaukee president, I can't uh, Stern. Um, but they have to get permission to do that and so forth. You know, no word on that. But uh, Rojas was, you know what? He was uh, he was outclassed at time. He was just outmanaged. He just made some decisions that made you shake your head and wonder what the heck was going on. 
as you say, it wasn't entirely his fault. He had the injuries. But they also were winning during that time. Um, he he just was not either either he wasn't sharp enough or he gave in too much and was told what to do. And, you know, his first job and maybe he did that. He took it instead of using his own instincts at times. He, he relied too much on the analytics and and it hurt him, I think. And uh, hopefully the next manager will be a little bit more have a little bit more oomph and, you know, and enough, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, just, just something, well, not even experience, but have, have enough stature maybe to tell the front office. No, I don't agree with that or whatever. So, um, and as far as Tingler goes, you know, there were rumors that he lost the clubhouse in the second half. We had, uh, the arguments between uh, Tatis and and uh, Machado and uh, Machado and uh, so a lot of that uh, played a part in his getting uh, KO'd out of there and uh, of course they they seem to collapse midseason so um, I think that was all part of Tingler going and but, you know, like I said, I was looking around the league and I can't really see a lot of uh, other managers going. I mean, maybe, maybe because they're the Yankees, maybe Aaron Boone could be on the hot seat. But, boy, I look at everybody else. Pittsburgh, they're rebuilding, and they were talking about, you know, doing stuff with the managers. So I doubt if they're going to do anything. Chicago's rebuilding, so they're not going to. You know, they traded away uh, two or three of their big stars, so I don't think they're going to get rid of the manager now, the Cubbies. Um, who else? Philly, do you think Girardi's going anywhere? Uh, no. No? Uh, Washington coming off a World Series win two years ago. I mean, Martinez has got a uh, – and they sold off, again, half the team. So he didn't have much to work with in the, in the uh, second half. Um, you know, just go down the list. I mean, uh, in the American League, De- Detroit, they're rebuilding, and they've just brought in A.J. Hinch, so he's not going to go. Kansas City knows that they're in a rebuild. Are they going to get re- – I don't think they're going to – and they had a pretty decent year from what they thought they were going to do. Um, maybe – Colorado, but I don't think so. They seem to uh, like the, the manager out there. So Arizona, I read an article where they're working with Troy Lavolo to, uh, you know, do some things with him to ease the transition because they're rebuilding too. So I can't really see any other manager being fired at all. Yeah, which is kind of odd with. Uh... Uh, yeah. This day and age. Well, let's see what happens uh, the rest of the way here with the playoffs. But of course, this is coming up on rewards award season as well. Hank Aaron Award finalist being announced uh, for best offensive player includes Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper. So the uh, the winners of the award, which was established in 1999 by Major League Baseball. 
to honor the best offensive player in each league will be announced in November. So um, we've got Otani, of course, is the favorite for the American League MVP. In addition to Otani, we have um, Aaron Judge, Baltimore Cedric Mullins, Oakland's Matt Olson, Kansas City's Salvador Perez, Cleveland Jose Ramirez, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. from Toronto. And on the uh, National League side, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, uh, Fernando Tatis, Nick Castellanos from Chicago, uh, Cincinnati, Brandon Crawford from the Giants, Freddie Freeman, and Paul Goldschmidt, all nominated for this award uh, for best offensive player. Boy, that's a tough one. There's some, some good names up there, isn't there? Uh, I would have to say that, uh, I don't know, maybe the National League is going to go with, I'll say Tatis Jr., uh, just because he made such an impact and boy, the American league, that's a tough one. Otani Guerrero. I'll go with Guerrero. I think, uh, that one, rich, yeah. I'm going to go with the youngsters. I am going to go with the youngsters. I think they made a big impact this year and, uh, you know, Otani had a big year, but kind of disappeared. You didn't hear much about him in the second half. Right. So uh, Harper, big year. Um, But I think there's some animus towards him. So I don't know. People just don't like him. He's I don't know been, what it is. He's been mentioned in MVP um, circles as well. So, I mean, I don't know. 35 home runs tied for 17th in the um, National League, 84 RBIs, 309 batting average, and on base percentage. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with this. But uh, you know what I'm surprised about with those numbers, though? The RBI. He must have hit a lot of solo home runs. Yeah. Yeah, he did. 35 homers and only 80, only, but, you know, usually if you got 35 homers, you, you got to be in that 100 plus range for RBI and, and, uh, a lot of those home runs must've been solo shots. Now that's not all entirely his fault. Nobody's going to get none in front of him so he can drive people in, but that's, that's a telling number there. Yeah, that was the case. There was a lot of solo home runs with Harper and maybe just because people weren't on base, obviously, but um, that's what happened. We'll have to see uh, if the voters hold them to the fire a little for it. Can't drive them in if they don't get on base, right? Right. So that is coming up. Of course, uh, the next round of the playoffs will be coming up next week. And um, then we have some off-season things, some hot stove developing. And, of course, the World Series yet to be determined. And, you know, it's a great, great time to be a baseball fan in October and late October especially. 
Yeah, and then we're going to have the big CBA. Are we going to have a season next year or what? So all of that coming up. And uh, Rich, one more story before we go, if I may. Um, And this is a little bit disturbing, I have to say. Major League Baseball is expanding its partnership with the Chinese Communist Party, coming at the expense of U.S. jobs and growing uh, Chinese influence over America's pastime. The country's leading propaganda outlet, China Daily, touted the MLB efforts to build a baseball ecosystem within the country. The league has grown its network to more than 100 Chinese baseball teams in 20 cities with a growing fan base of millions. Um, The league's operations in cahoots with Beijing are not just limited to play. Good U.S. jobs are also at stake. Mike in sports, who makes baseball helmets and bats for Major League Baseball, will be closing their factory in Caledonia, Minnesota. The factory closing will eliminate 80 jobs over the next 18 to 24 months, and the MLB would move the jobs lost to Missouri and China. So, you know, I don't know what's wrong with these leagues that they're getting in. I know they're trying to expand and and grow the game, as they say. Um, But is China the right direction? I mean, um, we're losing more jobs to China now. Uh, Can we afford to do that? I, I don't think we should be doing that at this time, especially after this pandemic and uh, all of that. And, uh, you know, and the NBA is literally sold their soul to China. Um, I don't know. I just have some concerns about this. Yeah. And the last time we checked, uh, China is still a communist country. They've got an iron grip on their um, citizens. No freedoms like we enjoy here in the U.S. Uh, very little freedoms, but um yeah, I'm I'm on board with you. Why be a friend of China? We're not China, you know, is not really in concert with the U.S. as far right. as human rights, citizen rights, anything like that. The closer we get to China, the closer we're getting to communism as well. So um, I'm on board with you. Don't like the combination. Don't like the association. Though I like China in a, in a certain way, but I'm not uh, forgiving in the way that they treat their citizens. And I certainly don't want to be in a communist country here in the U.S. So uh, let's take a, a minute to, to know how free we are in the U.S. and hope it stays that way. Yeah, and and maybe complain to Rob Manfred a little bit, uh, or should I say, Comrade Manfred? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good thought as well. You know, let your thoughts be known. Take an email, send it to the MLB. Maybe we have to start the banter on this. Uh, this flew under the radar. I didn't even see this story myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things fly under the radar till you see, oh. You know, MLB is going to broadcast a Chinese game. You know, all yeah. of a sudden they'll come out of the woodwork. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, that's great that you brought it up on the show, and I hope our listeners appreciate it. Stop on by to the anchor.fm site. 
where you can sponsor the show, become a uh, you know supporter of the show, right on our main website there, anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show. And uh, from there, you can listen to the shows. And uh, each week we bring up some listener information. And this week is no different before we sign off here. Um, U.S., we have 87% of our listeners still hanging tough with 8% over in Great Britain and less than 1% in Mexico and Canada, Russia, Ireland, Japan. Uh, 70%, Gary, listen from Apple Podcasts. Wow. And then 6%, that's picking up a little bit all the time here, Amazon Alexa. Yeah, overcast and Google podcast each at 3% there. So thank you very much for listening. Everyone 63% iPhone, 8% Android users, smart speakers starting to creep up 7%. And, uh, I love those smart speakers, you know, just yell across the room. Hey, you know, Google, can you play the baseball talk radio show? Podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you again for listening, folks. And we just made a quick broadcast for this week. Uh, talk about the playoffs. And again, we want to hear your um, estimations and your comments about the shows. We used to hear from a lot of you. Um, Grubby Glove, we haven't heard of in years. I hope he's all right out there. Yeah, yeah. Haven't heard from him in a number of years. So... Um, um, if you want to send us an email, of course, you can go to rich at baseballtalkradio.com, send it there, or Gary at baseballtalkradio.com. Uh, you have a comment or something you want to share with us, that would be great. Love to hear from you and keeps us up to date and keeps us motivated to do these shows. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Yes, we do a video version of the show as well as an audio version. So hit that uh, uh, subscribe button and also the like button. It makes the YouTube analytic people smile. It makes us happy as well. So uh, hit those buttons and uh, that you'll, you'll know whenever a new uh, episode of the show is being released, you'll get notified. So uh, please do that. And Rich, uh, so playoffs continue and we'll have more to talk about the next time. Very cool. All right, Gary, you take care and we'll talk to you all on the next edition of the baseball talk radio show.